Utnapishtim. Ever heard of them? If you lived in the Babylonian region thousands of years ago, then you most definitely would have heard of Utnapishtim. He was the hero of the great flood story of that civilization. But that's the Babylonian ancient flood story, not the Bible's. What does that have to do with Noah? Except for the fact that Utnapishtim is a much cooler name than Noah. Well, today we're looking at the story of Noah's Ark and the Flood, found in Genesis chapters 6 through 9. But in order to understand this story, we have to ask ourselves why this story was written down in the first place. So picture yourself as an Israelite in the time of Moses. You were just in Egypt as slaves for 430 years. By the way, that's longer than the U.S. has been a country. And God has recently delivered you. Now... You're in the desert, not knowing what to think or what to do or where to go. In fact, all you really know about God is what you've heard from the Egyptian people and the Babylonian people. And those Babylonians have this story about a great worldwide flood. And that story tells you a lot about who God is and what that God feels about us humans. So God speaks to Moses and tells him the stories of Genesis. Moses writes them down gives them to the people. Now, for the first time, you are hearing the story of the flood from your own God, Jehovah, the only true God. And when you hear it for the first time, you realize this is not the same as the story of Utnapishtim of the Babylonians. And those differences in the story tell you a lot about who God really is and not who the Babylonians mistake him to be. So let's tell the stories. Let's start with the Bible. And the story goes like this. After Adam and Eve get kicked out of the garden and the account of Cain and Abel, mankind starts to multiply for hundreds and hundreds of years. But they don't just multiply in number. They also multiply in evil and wickedness, growing more and more in evil and wickedness. And God sees this and says that every intention of the thoughts of man's heart was only evil continually. So, He decides to blot out man from the face of the earth, except for Noah. God sees the heart of every man, and of all the people on the face of the earth, only Noah was found to be righteous before God. The scripture actually says that Noah was blameless and that he walked with God. So God tells Noah of his plan to destroy the world because of sin and commands Noah to build an ark so that he, his family, and all kinds of animals can survive. And not only that, but he promises to establish his covenant with Noah afterwards. So for 120 years, Noah builds the ark and preaches to the people of the world that they should turn from their sin and turn to God, but nobody listens to him. Then the flood came, just as God had told Noah, and he lasted on the ark for one entire year. Eventually, God caused the waters to subside and the ark rests on the mountains. Noah walks out of the ark. God made a covenant with Noah and the world. He blessed Noah, promised to never again destroy mankind with the flood. Now, there are some main elements in this story, but we'll notice some strong differences when we account the story of Utnapishtim and the Babylonians. So, let's talk about that story. And the story goes a bit like this. There were multiple gods, and the council of gods became upset with humanity and held a council to destroy the earth with a flood. And 
they agreed that they would do it, except two of the gods weren't so sold on the idea of destroying humanity. So one of them secretly goes to a human named, you got it, Yutnapishtim, and the god warns him of the coming flood. So Yutnapishtim builds a boat, and essentially him, his household, and his animals, just like Noah, are saved through the flood. And when the flood subsides, one of the other gods, one of the main ones who initiated the idea of destroying humanity, sees that Utnapishtim had survived and is furious. And he calls the other gods together and he says, it could have, it had to be one of you who told Utnapishtim what was coming. And they have a council together and essentially they all agree, you know what, it's actually a good thing that this Utnapishtim survived. And so they come to Utnapishtim and they say, to reward you for surviving, we're going to make you immortal. You're never going to die, and we're going to make you a god. And that's how the story ends. Now, this story is typical of a lot of other cultures' flood stories, and it follows a basic plot, this Babylonian story, this story about Utnapishtim. Basically, four things happen. One, man is evil. Two, God decides to punish mankind. Three, somebody survives somehow without God knowing. And four, that person becomes a hero. Now, in this Babylonian story, this picture of God we get is multiple gods, first of all, but let's take them all to represent one God. The picture of God we get from the Babylonian story is that God is very rash. He's very emotional. He makes quick decisions that he regrets later on. And God does not think, he's not able to see the end. He's not able to see what comes. He's not able to know everything. He just makes quick decisions and regrets them later on. And he's not too sure that it's the right decision. But that's the view we get of God in the Babylonian story, that the decision to destroy the earth was actually not a good decision. And the gods realized afterwards, well, it's a good thing that someone happened to survive because this wasn't that great of an idea, destroying humanity like this. The picture we get is that they didn't intend, they didn't calculate. They weren't justified in their decision to destroy the earth. In fact, it was a good thing that they screwed up and let Utnapishtim survive because they regretted making that decision. And even in the process of Utnapishtim surviving, it's not like the, all the gods were helping him survive. One god just secretly told him what was going to happen, and it was up to Utnapishtim to really make it and through the flood. Well, when we read the Bible's account... And if you're an Israelite growing up hearing this Babylonian story and all of a sudden now you hear the real story, the first, one of the first things you're going to realize is God is not like that. God is not rash. He's not emotional. He doesn't make quick bad decisions. God sees the end from the beginning. God knows exactly what's going to happen. God is calculated. He's intentional. He's justified. He never regrets a decision. He's never surprised that someone survived the flood. And even more than that, God doesn't just sit back and let the flood happen. He steps into humanity and says, I'm going to give you a way out. I'm going to help you survive this flood. The Babylonian gods didn't do that. The God of Israel, the true God, that God does that. And there's one other thing, too. There's lots of things, but we're just going to look at two. The end of the story. Utnapishtim becomes a hero. He actually becomes God. 
What about Noah? Is Noah seen as this great hero? You know, God looks through all the earth and he finds only Noah to be righteous. Is Noah seen as this great hero of God? You know how the story of Noah ends? The last thing we hear about Noah, after the flood subsides and Noah walks out of the ark with his family and the animals, you know what the last thing is we hear about Noah? He makes a vineyard, he gets drunk, he gets blackout drunk, he collapses naked, his son comes in to see him. Then when Noah wakes up from his drunken stupor, he sees his son seeing him naked. He freaks out and curses his son and his grandkid, his son's son. Now, that's the last thing we hear. And it's the craziest ending. It's the, it's the most awkward, uncomfortable ending to the story. Basically, Noah gets blackout drunk naked in front of his kids. And that's the last thing we hear about him. Talk about anticlimactic. You know what that's telling us, though? The best that humanity has to offer was Noah. God searched the whole earth, and Noah was found to be the best humanity has to offer. But even the best that mankind can be still ultimately fails. The Babylonian story, you know what the message is? You can become God. If you're good enough, if you try hard enough, you can become God. You can actually save yourself. You can deliver yourself from the wrath of God. But the message of Noah and the flood is, no, you cannot save yourself. You are not strong enough to deliver yourself. You cannot become God. No matter how hard you try, the best humanity has to offer is just saved by God's grace. And ultimately, we see on his own power, Noah's left blackout drunk naked in front of his kids and then overreacts and curses his grandkids. That's the best that humanity can be on its own. But luckily, by the grace of God, we are not on our own. And God knows that we are flesh and that we cannot save ourselves. So just like God gave an ark to Noah and said, Noah, sit in the ark. I'm going to deliver you from this flood. God says to us, come to Christ, believe in Christ, and I will deliver you from the wrath to come because no matter how hard you try, no matter how many works you do, you cannot save yourself. You cannot become the hero. It is impossible because we are ultimately sinful. God says, I know that, and I'm going to give you a way of salvation. Trust in me, the hero God, and Christ, the winner and the victor of your salvation.